On this week's show, hear reviews and touring tips from the wizarding world of Harry Potter in Universal Orlando. Welcome to These Amazing Places podcast. This is show number 132 for the week releasing Monday, November 1st, 2010. I am Adam, and here's Doug to introduce what we're doing. Hi, everybody. Okay, this week it's going to be real simple. We are going to be in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and we are specifically going to be talking about the Forbidden Journey. So that's the newest attraction there that's in Hogwarts Castle. We'll get into that more uh, after we take a break, and we'll be right back with you. If you are interested in more things like photos, we have those available at our Flickr website, which is flickr.com slash photos slash these amazing places. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash amazing places. You can also get some more details, including YouTube videos and different things on our website, theseamazingplaces.com. You can email us, podcasts at theseamazingplaces.com. And we can also book vacations for you if you're interested by calling one 800 522-3073 and talking to Pam, our travel professional. Hey everybody, as you just heard in that little snippet there, we do have a photo site and that is uh, flickr.com uh, slash photos slash these amazing places. The reason why I'm kind of coming back to that again is to let everybody know uh, with this show you're going to see pictures only of the Forbidden Journey on our site unless... You join us uh, as a, basically join our group. If you do that, then you'll be able to see them all. We have it set up in there. You'll be able to see pictures of the entire park and everything really that has to do with every picture that we took inside the uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So the way you said it, it sounds confusing. Let me just mention we have a bunch of pictures out there, but only the ones that we mark as like friends. Uh, are the ones that you see before we release, if that right. makes any sense. So right. you have so to be... it won't be, be just mm-hmm. the Forbidden Journey pictures. Right. It'll be other ones right. that we mark as friends, and you have to be a contact with us on Flickr in order to see those. So that's how that works out. It's kind of like a privacy, public kind of a thing. Right. You can do that in YouTube and other places. So, Okay, on to the show. So this week, uh, as you heard, we are doing Harry Potter and talking about all that stuff in Universal Studios. It's kind of fun. We talked about it back on show 94 and 96. 94 was our introduction to the parks and how to go around both parks, Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. And we talked a little bit about the details of the whole parks. Kind of a first visit show, right? mm -hmm, Really, yeah, pretty informative. If you've never been, I definitely check those out. it was back in February when we released them. Of course, they'll be out public for as long as we have the show going. Uh, if you want to listen to those, uh, this show is going to be geared more towards just the Forbidden Journey ride in in the Harry Potter Wizarding World of Harry Potter. But since we have finally gotten the opportunity to come back and talk about it, it was just uh, an amazing experience. And so that's what we want to do on this show uh, to give you a little bit just of information, reviews, and just stuff that we thought, ah, oh, this is something awesome. Along to with talk the about. ride through. 
Yeah. Which we always do audio right yes, through. Yes, there will and definitely. And if you're wondering, mm-hmm. wondering are, are there going to be, is there going to be video? You know what? You'll find out why if you go out and look at anybody's ride through on YouTube. It's basically just dark. Yeah. And so you're not, you can't really tell anything. So a lot of it is not very good. And pictures inside are not good either. Right. And uh, we but did get some. There were but it's a lot. Very difficult. There were some from the queue and different things that turned out okay. And uh, outside is a lot better, of course, because it's right. light. So let's jump on. I've got a list here. We're going to just go through. Some of it is informational, some of it's just our opinions and reviews. But, uh, We'll just start off with, I only have two, but I'm calling them yes-no questions. So I'm going to start with Doug here. He doesn't know what I'm going to say. So here's my first question to you, Doug. Considering all that, everything, that all the hype that has led up to this, in your opinion, was the Wizarding World of Harry Potter worth the hype? Yeah. It's okay. small, but yeah, detail-wise, it is not like being in Universal. Yeah. So I felt it's more... And I know we always harken back to this, but it was more of a Disney detail. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I thought it was a really cool place to be. I agree with you, and I would say that I don't want to I don't want to get on the versus no. Disney No, and I'm not doing that. Soapbox, right. Right. because in my opinion, uh, y- this is competition for Disney. We talked about it on the last, those other two shows, 94 and 96. But anyway, I agree with you. Yes, it was worth the hype, and it was, I don't want to say it, beat my expectations but it met my expectations right. which was kind of so, hard i thought because mm-hmm. i really expected a lot going in there yeah which and was it was stunning every time you walked out of that park of that section of the park as you walk back in every time i had the same reaction to where i wanted to pull the camera up and just get yet another shot mm-hmm. it was just amazing yeah so yeah i uh, definitely that was i was gonna say that was my next question was oh, it, did sorry. it exceed your expectations so uh no it didn't exceed them but i had high 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 expectations uh-huh. so it? the fact that it was able to meet those yeah yeah. I, yeah and it's like i said it's a small park so mm-hmm. um you really have to dig to find more things to do which will cover each one of those things that you can really do mm-hmm. but uh you could do it in a day yeah and then be out of there so and you know so yeah, some people might say, well, heck, you know, it's a one-day park. Mm-hmm. Well, great, but it is actually a very fulfilling one-day park. Yeah. I mean, we really pushed ourselves while we were there. Uh, yeah. From opening to close, and mm-hmm. we stayed busy the whole time, and I we, didn't feel bored at any moment. We discussed this on those two shows, right. and at the time, Harry Potter wasn't opening. We didn't really – we hadn't been there in a while, neither one of us. Now we, we're shortly coming from that. I, my opinion is this is a two-day park now. Yeah, I think because well, yeah, because see, I keep thinking I'm mm-hmm. just on one day for just the Wizarding World, oh, and you still right. have the rest of Islands of Adventure uh-huh. to hit, and so and we did that, but you know what that was like. I mean, yeah. we didn't stop. And yeah, so exactly, we were nonstop. We were also there, of course, being it was the end of September, so it the crowds were not as busy as if you're going in the middle of the summer. So the season definitely does right. take into account. If you're going to go visit. But I would say if you have an eye for detail, if you're interested in the storylines of Harry Potter and you want to explore, it is definitely going to be at least a four-hour or five-hour trip into that part of the park to be able to explore. And let's face it. I mean, if you want to do the Forbidden Journey, you're not going to just do it once. That's true. So Which we did. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And And so... Not to mention, if it's busy, the lines might be long for it, so that might take up some of your time. Right. And okay. So, okay. Um, so let's. We're just gonna go through. Uh, I have a list here of things that are helpful, just for your planning and for our opinions of what we experienced. The first thing I put down is 
more, uh, this is just general descriptions of the world and the reviews of the world. And that I don't want to get too specific. We will definitely be doing a lot more shows on these things later. We have at least four other shows planned of different attractions around in the world, and we're going to talk about those as we go on. But uh, do you want to do you want to jump into the descriptions, or you want me to start it? Or no, go ahead and start. Okay, my basic opinion. Uh, the first thing that I want to say is. Despite the marketing material that they call it the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, it is not the entire park. I, some people I know had were deceived, and they said, well, they were marketing it like this. No, no. It's just a small section of the park. I think it's 20 acres, which is, I mean, it's, Relatively I don't know. Small. If, if you're in the UK and you don't know what acres are, I'm not sure they use acres over there. Maybe. But anyway, it is it is relatively small. Yeah, but you know so. what? It's great that they didn't try to spread it out and make it bigger. They had a certain amount of stuff to work with, and they really did fine work in that 20 acres. Yes. Instead of just saying, let's make it double that size, and we'll just kind of water some things down. Very I, true. And so the detail is so intricate on every building. Uh, we can get into that more as we go through the weeks of shows. But yeah. even outside the Hogwarts Castle where this ride is at is just incredible. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Huh? It It is set in the uh, time when snow has happened on uh, Hogsmeade, the city, or the town, or whatever it's called. So the snow is on the ice caps and icicles and stuff. Of course, it's fake snow, but the detail in that alone... Uh, boggled me at how they created it and uh, not to mention the story of how if you watch the movies some of the the smokestacks are angled and we're like leaning yeah. and uh, yeah, the building is even and the buildings are leaning uh-huh. they, they completely encapture that part of it and right. it was definitely something that's really cool uh, that's in the part of what gives it, it gives it so much style I think mm-hmm. uh, it does it catches your eye yeah so. yeah so I think that's good for now. Uh, we definitely will come back to that. We'll talk about at other shows. We'll talk about the music that you hear. We'll talk about the uh, different experiences that you can do that are not necessarily attractions considered. But anyway, we will get to that in another show in another time. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk more specifically about the Forbidden Journey ride, which of course is in the Hogwarts Castle. Uh, let's talk about this is a universal generic, but let's talk about the lockers and the experience that we had with the lockers. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, it's kind of an intertwined thing. But, yeah, as we got there, um, we kind of were confused by the locker thing. What happens is if the wait times are shorter, then basically your free time that you get to use the locker becomes reduced. And so when we first got there, the wait times sh- should have been longer, but they were shorter immediately because the ride was down. Yeah. And so we actually went from thinking the ride was going to be up to finding out the ride's going to be down to then going and looking at the locker- lockers. Well, it said you got the first 25 minutes or something for free mm-hmm. uh, with the locker, and then they charged you $3 for every half an hour, I think, after that. Yeah. Well, I became extremely upset. Because I thought, come on, you know, if we so if we wait an hour and a half in line, I'm gonna have to pay six dollars for a locker mm-hmm. for that last hour after the first 25 minutes or so. Uh, only then learn later that that as the lines get longer and it gets busier, your wait time goes up, your free time on the locker goes up to two hours. Right. So that kind of reduced some of that strain, but I just felt like they could have done a better job of explaining that maybe and yeah. you know, maybe they did somewhere and I just didn't see it. Well, it's that's around that's a, with any of the places in the parks where you have to put use lockers on rides and I think you're right. That is correct and I don't think they do explain it. So I think that's no, I didn't see any general. signs mm-hmm. anywhere explaining that stuff. So yeah. yeah, it really turned my morning upside down. 
when that happened. I know for you, you had certain expectations going into it. I had experienced the lockers before, so I remember a little bit about them, but I didn't know about the time adjustments because I'd only been there in the summer when it was busy and the wait, the free time was always two hours. Well, so that was an interesting thing. I even remember some people just getting frustrated and just paying their $3 just to get their stuff out of their locker because they were so frustrated. And, uh, and I don't even think that the free time, it wasn't at the Harry Potter lockers, it was in another attraction lockers that they were just like, forget it, I'm just going to pay $3. We saw that go on, too. Yeah, so. it was a frustrating and thing. And so it was people that were irritated when they really didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Okay, so we're going to talk about the lockers specifically in Forbidden Journey. Basically, when you get in line, if the line is long enough and it's outside Hogwarts Castle... The lockers are actually right in the front entrance of the castle. So if you, in some cases, you have to get in and get into the lockers to put your stuff in a locker, but the line may be out the door, well, they might split you and say, okay, if you don't have bags or you don't need lockers, go to this side of the the walkway. And if you need lockers, go to here. Well, what that does is it kind of creates a little bottleneck in there because people are coming off the ride, going to the lockers right away. Yep. People going on. So, and it's not a very and large you have people that area. They forgot what their locker number was and they, yeah, it's not worked out well at all. There, they did. I think they had a better job than the last time I was there with like uh, people rep- from universal helping out with lockers. That was much better than it was before uh, when I was there in 2006. But, uh, Overall, just keep that in mind as you're as you're I would say, going on. If you have texting, and I did this many times, text your locker number to your something. I know it sounds crazy. Oh, I'm not going to forget. But it's better to be safe than sorry. And by the time you get on there and get into the excitement of the ride, and you come back off, and you're like two three four two four four two four three or yeah. Nine. And so the numbers are a little confusing. right, and, and it'll flash when you. Well, we can get into that more. They use like a biometric thing. You put your fingertip on there and right. all that, and that's how they'll notify. Right. But you have to be able when you go back to the uh, locker, you have to know your locker number. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to ask you that right off the bat. Well, I ran into two or three people. I'm waiting in line behind them, waiting to be able to just put my stuff away to go get on the lawn, go get on the ride, or to get my stuff out. And I'm waiting on them, and they absolutely don't know what their locker number is. Mm-hmm. And so, one other thing: worst comes to worst, there is a biometrics of fingerprint that if you do forget your number, it will help recognize yeah. it for you. So that, just remember your number. It's yeah, much easier. It, it will be for much the people easier behind you and mm-hmm. yourself. So, one thing also, I know don't want to be- beat this locker subject to the to the bone, but uh, basically. They don't let you take bags on. They don't let you take big cameras with zoom lenses on. They don't let you take video cameras unless it's small and fits in your pocket. Um, so they are pretty particular about that kind of a thing. So you're thinking, well, you listen to us talk about lockers. Oh, I don't need a locker. I'm just going to go on. No. No, they actually, they'll catch you and pull you out of line. Three or four, well, at least two places I can think of, they actually look at you and say, no, you're going to need a locker. Right, and, and we saw that happen. Later on, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. People, nope, you got to go, you got to do whatever. And yeah, so, you should have gotten a locker, and you mm-hmm. were told, and that's what they would tell them. And So you kind of lose your place in line and have to go back. But just keep that in mind as you're doing it. It'll make your experience at this attraction much better. Let's skip over Universal gift cards. I don't want to go too long on things. Okay. We'll touch that another time. Keep in mind, Universal gift cards we will talk about at another time. Those are basically like cards you'd buy in the store. Yeah, so. as opposed to ones that you'd get straight at Universal. Uh, okay, we're going to talk about the ride. And the first thing about the ride we want to do is uh, let's. I'm going to do the height requirement. And then we'll talk about the thrill part of it. Okay, height requirement for this ride is 48 inches or... For those British folks, 122 centimeters. Now there is a maximum to this ride, which we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, the maximum is 80 inches or 200 centimeters, but it basically breaks down to six foot 
eight inches tall. Now that's not necessarily exactly that. If you're close to that, I know. But you're close. I'm so close. So you can go. I mean, you can actually. But here's the reason why. If your leg, if you have more heights in your legs, you're gonna be fine. If you're higher, if you're taller in your torso, torso that's mm. where the cutoff is. Okay. Because the seat is only so high, you can only sit in it so far because there's an actual like top over top of you, and that's why I'm. I know that's why now that being on it. Seats are available at the front of the ride with little red light, green light, yellow light things, so you can test those out if you're concerned. The biggest part about it, though, I think is the girth of a person, right. because the girth, if you are a larger person and it won't close on you properly, they won't let you ride it, even right. if you're not tall. And so. Well, and you'll know that. When you go to close it and you look at the light, if it comes up uh, red, then obviously you're not going to be able to get on the ride. Right. And you'll know that. Without having to go in there and go through the hassle exactly. of waiting in the line and all that. So, and uh, there is one other ride vehicle with that red light, green light thing in almost right before you get on the ride. So they do uh, like put you there so that you can exit if you do get happen to miss it or get stuck or something. So, um, so that's with that the thrill ride ranking. So let's talk about that for a second because. It's it's hard. It was hard to, before this came out to tell people what kind of a thrill ride is it or is it a thrill ride. So, you want to go into it? Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely a thrill ride. Okay. Anything that raises your heart rate without saying, "Oh, this is beautiful," and yeah, you know, right. This is a thrill ride, and it's raising your heart rate through uh, quick motion, and it's raising your heart rate through quick visuals, things like that. Which mm-hmm. is, yeah, that's why that's what I consider. A thrill ride. Strobe effects kind yep. of can cause things. Um, if you have back problems or pregnant, they don't recommend you ride it. There are sudden you have motion drops. Sickness. Yeah, if you have motion sickness, there are sudden drops in the ride. They they put that on the on the thing. We'll talk a little bit more later about the ride because I don't want to give any spoilers away yet. We'll we'll give some spoilers away later, and uh, we'll let you know so you can skip ahead to that. Okay, so uh, when are What's, in your opinion, the best time to ride and what to do about lines and stuff? I would say ride it first thing when you get to the park. Okay. Head straight back, but be prepared. Let's just get into this. Be prepared that when you get there, uh, they may tell you the ride is down. Do not go away <laughs> at that point unless you're prepared to wait then longer. Well, um, it depends on their right. estimation of the ride. Right. When we were there, they told us an hour. It was actually up quicker than that. Yep. If they say it's gone down for the whole day, obviously... And I've just read too many instances where people say, yeah, I waited in line for an hour only for them to say the ride is now down. We don't know how long and people would get out of line and 10 minutes later the ride was back up and you don't get your place back in line. Right. So you've wasted an hour. So just hang out there. Just stay there. If you've committed that kind of time, just stay there. And it happens frequently that this ride seems to be down. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say, you know, I mean, it's probably less than 1% of the amount of time that it's on, but. But you could be one of those people. I just don't want to find out that somebody walked away because they weren't aware. Right. Something makes me think, I'm just guessing, but something makes me think that they shut this down at night. And so the boot up process in the morning kind of can cause a little bit of a hiccup. And I think that's what happened with our instance. Because well, I think it's a calibration thing. Mm-hmm. And we can get more into the technology of the ride. We will as we get in there. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I'm thinking is it's a calibration thing. Things have to happen at the right time. And they have to load things in at the right time. And if that's off, if it's not calibrated correctly, then the ride will shut itself down. Right. So, Okay, one thing to give you a little tip. 
if you are not staying at the Universal Resorts and you cannot get in early, but you're just a regular visitor like we were, we were off-site, off-Universal site, make sure you show up at the gates ahead of time because they actually open the gates 15 minutes prior to, so to, so to speak, uh, opening time, which in our case was 9 o'clock in the morning. They opened us, let us in at 8.45. It was awesome. We stood in line. A lo- we got there at 8 because we were just there to take pictures and get in early. Yeah. But they let us in. We actually got to go there and get to the point where we could get in line ahead of time. Of course, people at the Universal Express, um, things could there, jump the line, but then also Many those... of them had already ridden at that point. True. And so they're kind of out of your way. But the but the ride was broken down, so yeah. a lot of them were um, at that time in line. So uh, immediately when we got there, I think it was a 60-minute wait mm-hmm. is what they were estimating. So, um, But overall, keep that in mind if you're going to attend and you want, especially in the busy seasons of the summer, and you want to go check it out. Uh, other than that, we can jump to the details on the castle tour and the queue. Okay. Yeah, so, let's go into what the castle tour is. This is not advertised but they actually allow you to go through the castle without riding the ride, and they call it the castle tour. But it's unique because you can take your pictures, you can take your videos, you can take all that stuff you with you. You can take your time. You can take your time. There's <laughs> yeah. hardly a line. A lot of the queue that you walk through on the ride is available on this castle tour, which is so awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah actually, we finished right before you get into the car. Yeah. So... Um, I don't want to give any spoil. Well, I think we, this we can be okay with spoiler-free, but... Let's just talk about the the castle, castle tour. tour. So the first room you walk into, it's the paintings of the people in the movies talking. In you know, they're talking to each other. They're talking to you, and it was just talking a, at you. Talking, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In this case, they were talking about Harry Potter and the Quidditch match and how Potter is. What's Potter bringing these muggles in here for? Yeah. And things like that. And it yeah. was just a unique experience to enter you into the the storyline of the Harry Potter. And movies. if you're just in the line ride line, the attraction line. You get zipped past a lot of that if you're obviously if you're not if the line's short mm-hmm. you're just gonna move on by and you'll find yourself wishing wow I wish I could just stay here for another minute mm-hmm. and but you always feel like I have to keep moving because there are people behind me that want to just get on the attraction also right and we didn't know this at first and then uh-huh. how did we happen to find well, out well we went this? into the second time we rode it and we were like hey is there anywhere we can just take pictures and not have to get in the ride and she was like oh yeah take the castle tour they unroped a section we walked in they roped it off so no one. Could pass through but it. nowhere. But did nowhere it did it. It wasn't tour. labeled. It right. wasn't. No one was saying anything, which is a, another good reason why you could go with not a lot of people around you. Right. Because, you know, it was not advertised. Um, the first room is there's. That's the first unique room with the pictures. That one does not have the ride queue in it from the other people riding the ride. But as you move to the next rooms, you will actually end up next to those people in line for the ride. So it won't be quiet and it won't be. You know, you'll still be standing next to them, but you're you're separated by a. Didn't we go metal up bar, a stairwell so. too? We did. Yeah, because Which you, you don't use. Yeah, you won't see that if you're just in the other line. Right. The, the other line. line goes all the way to the greenhouse just, area. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's how they make up the second level, where exactly. you actually ascend to the second level. Yeah. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. So yeah. after that, uh, in the castle tour, you end up getting into s- some of the rooms. There's the first room after those pictures is a room where Dumbledore's office. He's talking to you. It's a it's a unique projection where it kind of looks it looks a little three dimensional. You can tell they didn't spend a ton of money on it, so it's not extremely three D. Colors aren't real vibrant. So, yeah, yeah, but it's dark and it's it's we have I don't know if we'll post video or pictures of it 
it's it's it was hard to get pictures of, but it was unique because he's talking about Tom Riddle and who's Tom Riddle? Well, he's um, you know the name that we don't speak of, and and Tom Riddle was the kid who went to Hogwarts and became the bad guy, and all this stuff. It goes along with this stuff in audio storyline. So line. they'll be able to at least hear it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's one of the rooms in the castle tour where the queue line ends up happening to. Uh, you move on to another room where you have Hermione, Ron, and Harry. And I actually have a good picture of that too. Do you? Yep. They're talking to the to everyone, and they're just saying some things, and then they cover themselves up with the invisible blanket. Um, because that just kind of loops. So if you stay in the room mm -hmm. for a little bit, you'll well, see it. You all walk these in there, maybe in the middle of it, yeah. All and these so things loop. Just so. wait for a little bit, and it quickly comes back around, so yeah. you can see the whole thing. Yeah, if you're on the cast tour, definitely check that out if you want. And then, of course, there's unique scenes. Um, like uh, there's a lot of the stained glass with the colors that kind of just show you you're in the castle. The architecture inside Newspaper is amazing. Newspaper clippings with live video. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, other people who I didn't really know who are just annoyed by the fact that you're all in there. Uh, there's a lady in a picture right before you actually get ready to get on the car. She's very annoyed with the fact that more and more of you people just keep coming. Yeah. And so which you is like so her. Cool, so yeah, cool. She's really good. It's kind of funny. And then there's one, and then they pretty much. Um, past that, there's a lady, like an opera lady on a painting, and then you're pretty much done with the castle tour, and you don't get to see the next two things that you get to see in the queue. Um, one of them is another room in the paintings where they're talking about the, if you have back injuries, don't ride this ride, blah, blah, blah. But it's cool because they they're presenting it, it yeah. with the paintings. Yep. And then the final one little robot animatronic, I guess you would call it, is the hat. That in, the, in the Harry Potter movies, uh, the hat they put it on the student's head and the hat tells them where their dorm room is going to be in. Yep. And the hat is actually speaking to you um, before you ride the ride. So it's not on a part of the cast tour. You'd have to actually get in the ride line to see that and to see it in motion. But that's, that's one thing we highly suggest. Go take the castle tour. It yep. is young and old. Anybody can get on it. You don't have no and the requirements. Nice thing is, like I had trouble getting a picture of the hat that you just talked about because of the pace of the line. Yeah. When we went through both times. And just because people were pushing behind you, they were ready to go. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so, and they're not really into looking at the details. So I had a trouble getting that picture where, you know, when you're on the castle tour, you won't go through that. You won't be able to get a picture of that hat. But other things, you're not going to be pushed and rushed through so yeah okay details on the queue is my next thing but we basically talked pretty much all about it the queue is the castle tour um besides the fact that there is one part of the queue when you're in the regular line that you get to go outside and see the greenhouse where the plants are kind of taking over there nothing out there is moving it's not an animatronic nothing extreme detail but it at least shows you like the Plants are kind of vining around themselves. And, it's cool. It's very neat. Um, there's, a part, uh, there's a portion where you can actually look up and see the castle at one side We've of the got greenhouse. pictures, yeah. So if they yeah. just follow along with what you're saying in the pictures, mm -hmm. you'll see a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So that's pretty much the queue. Um, then when you enter, enter into back into the castle out of the greenhouse. Right. You enter through, actually, it's a large wooden double door. It's one large door. It's cut in half, and they open. And they actually open and close, so it's not like it's open they do? the whole time. Yep. I didn't know that. Huh. So they're closed until it's time for the yeah the next group to to uh, well, start into that area, and it opens back up. Ours is open the whole time, yeah. so they never did that. But it, it would make sense if there's a hurricane. They want well, plus if it's real off. busy, uh, they probably don't open and close the doors. Yeah. But if it's slower, then they maybe they do. So yeah. I don't. Yeah, I just saw them close at one point and thought oh, that's kind of cool. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um see past that we'll just talk about the ride here and i think 
we'll probably have to just go into it's gonna be spoilers so sound the alarm there's the spoiler alert so uh you basically we we wanted to talk about it because we feel that it's a it's a fun ride it's awesome to experience let's go into the thrill end of it and let's let's talk about that and maybe some of the technology involved there so There are sudden drops. There are left and right movements. There are forward and back movements that actually tilts. It's kind of like a robotic arm um, that moves you in all kind of directions. But you are sitting in a seat with a harness over top of you, like a, a regular seat roller coaster. Is odd too. It's like it looks like a tall church pew or something. Yeah. Uh, or with a, a piano kind of. With a top on yeah. it. Yeah. 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 With a top mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. And so and then there are four seats across. Yeah. And that one vehicle. And everybody sits down, and you pull your harness on. This is where they'll look to see, to see also. They look really for the red LED coming from people's cameras and stuff. They do look for that. And so if you have a camera on, a video camera, um, they'll tell look, you to put it and away. They're going to tell you that yeah, you need to put it away. Um, okay. So you will enter the ride on a conveyor belt, and then once the ride lifts off, your feet are dangling. So you yep. do have this free feeling oh, that's cool. kind of like. And then you basically yeah. turn. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, what is that? Uh, Hermione. Hermione. Give some spell and you're off. Mm-hmm. And off. This is where I think that the thing comes from the conveyor belt to actually loading you onto the end of the arm. That's the point that I was talking about, I think, where it has to be calibrated in the mornings. Oh, and yeah. If it goes down, obviously. If the car comes before the car arm's ready to load or vice versa, that has to be calibrated so they're happening at the right time. Yeah. If there was a problem on this attraction, I would say it probably happens somewhere in there. Yeah. If you don't want to ruin the magic of the ride and you don't want to see all these robotics, don't fear. For the most part, unless you're really, really looking for them, you're not going to see them. If you're sitting on the right car, you can see it at the very end of the ride if you look to the right. But uh, a pass from that, or if you look really high up and stick your head out. Yeah, I did that uh, on the second ride. Yeah. Just because I wanted to see, okay, how's this thing work? How's this thing work? Yeah, but at the same time... it. If you're not looking for it, it definitely is a really good illusion of actual flying and moving through yeah. these rooms as they take. They did a really good job with that. Um, the thrill part of it comes when uh, you're in front of these screens. Now, some of the screens are in a concave form, so it, it's not a 3D ride. You don't need to wear 3D glasses. That may be good or bad, depending on... But they give on you that illusion. The they illusion, do a good job of the 3D illusion without... The, mm-hmm. Without it being 3D. If you've ridden Soren over in Disney's uh, Epcot over there, the the Soren ride has like a concave uh, screen to it, and that's kind of where they give you the illusion that you are out flying over things. In this instance, Harry is on a broom, and it gives you that illusion that you're flying. And you're there's other the Quidditch match, basically. Yeah. Isn't that what you're supposed to be heading to? Yep, you are on a Quidditch match, and you're playing a game, and and you're a part of that game. And so when you're and he actually takes off. He does. He flies out of the Quidditch match and goes through a castle and stuff. And it, it's in front of these screens. Well, there's also a combination of the animatronics that come out too. So it is more of a kind of a transition from screen to like animatronics to do things to other things. And it's a very interesting. To wind effects to water. To, yeah. There's a lot of. I mean, it's mm-hmm. 4D when you get into it like that. It truly. Uh, that's why I would say thrill because at some points there are things happening so quickly mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, once again, it gets into thrill. So if you're kind of freaked out by that of darkness and lightness and things happening quickly and not being able to adjust comfortably, then you may not enjoy this all that much. Um, I was going to say on top of that, there are spiders. So if you're yeah. afraid of spiders, obviously they are animatronics and they're not really going to get you. But there are points where it's a little bit 
Like if you're arachnophobic, then there you go. <laughs> it does squirt yeah. out some water. I think it's the second second seat from the left gets a little wet compared to the rest of the site seats. Yeah. Um, and then there are other things in the ride that are from the movie, like the Dementors come out at one point, and they pretty much take over and they're like spooky and oh, they're right crazy. on top of you. And there's yeah. a there's a mixture between like whole rooms of them to this one that follows you with a light on his face and he's like trying to suck your soul and you'll hear it in the audio. Uh, this is the second time we wrote it, but uh, you'll hear in the audio at one point, the Dementors, you know, in the movies, they, they kind of suck your soul out and your face kind of lifts off in the movies. Well, in this case, they kind of blast this, uh, it's like a fog that's over and your face shows up on the fog on all the four of you that are in the car. And it was so it cool. Was cool. Yeah. The second time around, I finally caught onto it. But the first time is such an overload of your senses that you yeah, kind of don't know what to look for. Well, plus, I mean, so. yeah, this thing is not just you're not just doing up, up and down side to side. This thing literally almost inverts you. It flips you not all the way back, you know, where you're on your head. Right. But to where your feet are above your head. And I think, you know, we've discussed that a little bit before. But, yeah, yeah. It, it does that. Too, it, yeah, so. you don't go upside down. There was right. a, a rumor or whatever that the ride got stuck and some guy was freaking out and calling 911 saying he was upside down. Well, the ride does not go upside no, down. No, it doesn't. You're not going to get stuck upside down. It's fine. And it, it just inverts you enough that your blood kind of goes to your head for a little second. And then just you kind of, yeah, yeah, and then you drop back into normal position, and you yep. kind of tilt and do that the whole time. But it's, it's cool to feel that and see the illusion of the all the things that are around you that make up that experience of going into the ride. The ride itself is a little bit chaotic. There's not a real storyline behind it. Um, it's kind of confusing. If you listen to the audio, hopefully we, I think this audio it captures it very well. It is a, you'll hear in the audio, though, it can be a little confusing because there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, there's no way. So there's no, even I don't if you're sitting there looking at it with your own eyes, it's difficult to keep up with everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have to ride the attraction probably more than two times even to be able to kind of first of all, the first time you're on it is just you're trying to get comfortable with everything that's happening. Second time you're on it, you're beginning to get comfortable with everything that's happening and yeah. you're looking around. So probably three, four, five times in, you're going you're gonna to start to get it down. Yeah. And you're going to start to be able to break things apart in scenes and look at things a little more uh, in detail. But yeah. I don't know. It's, you, know, you don't necessarily have to do that to be able to enjoy the ride. But. Mm -hmm. The ride itself is about five minutes long, roughly. Um, so you, it's not an extremely long ride, but it is long enough that it's worth the wait. But the queue's entertaining. The queue. Mm -hmm. So, um, so if you do have the time, I recommend at least two times, especially if you're there all day. And two you, times in the castle tour. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely. Think, definitely. Um, I wanted to ride it a third time, I think, and you were like, "Oh, okay." Well, well so, that's and, a whole other story. That is a whole other story, <laughs> yeah. which we'll go into another time. Yeah. Um, when we talk about uh, the. Butterbeer butter, butter and the stuff that you can buy there. Yeah. Butterbeer is non-alcoholic for anybody that cares, but kids can drink it. Um, but anyway, this ride as itself is just a fun. It's the main attraction of the whole Harry Potter world over there. It's one of three rides. We didn't talk about that before. In our other shows, we did speak about it a little bit. We kind of were off because we didn't know what was going on with transitions. There well, are nobody, nobody knew at that point. Yeah. I mean, because we did true. that in last winter, and the park didn't open until June. Yeah. June 16th. February so. is when we did the shows. Right. Um, there are two other rides. We'll talk about those another time. Um, but this is the main one, so this is the most popular that people will ride. After you get out of the ride, you can also get uh, purchase pictures that are available. It can be called a quarter giant. Yes. 
Oh, I will play that at the very yeah. end of the show. Yeah, you got to hear this. And it'll give you an idea of how tall Adam is by something that was said to him. Yeah. By a cast member or whatever they called him there. The guest yeah. member yeah. or something, yeah. Okay, so uh, then they dump you off into Filch's? Filch's uh, Emporium, I think is what yeah. it's called. And it's the gift shop, kind of the uh, place where you can purchase pictures. And uh, there are some unique things around the gift shop. It's very crammed. You're going to lockers. People are going to lockers. People are getting pictures. People are buying stuff. It's a little bit crammed. You can go in the back way if you don't want to ride the ride and go check this place out. There's right. one cool, unique little thing that we saw. It's um, If you watch the movies, the map that Harry has when he opens the map and he can see people walking throughout the castle, even though they may not be visible to the human eye or witch's eye or whatever, you can see them walking. That castle map is in, in this gift shop. It's pretty unique. It's behind glass. You can't but it's kind of cool the way they designed it because it's like a screen behind a map and uh, other than that it's pretty much definitely take some time if you go and uh, experience it and uh, I think yeah, don't hurry your way through this attraction I think I mean don't hurry your way through it there's so many things to see and do in it that, that you'll miss a big part of it if you just blast your way on through just to, like you're getting on a roller coaster and there's much more time available for the rest of the world there right. to look at because there's a lot yeah, of even things. if you want to do the rest of highlands mm-hmm. uh, i mean it can still be done yeah so don't feel like you've got to short change this place so that mm-hmm. you can hurry on to the others okay so here is some audio this first little piece i'm going to cut them up in pieces this first piece is the queue area with the paintings talking to each other it's one of the first rooms you enter as you're in line waiting for the ride in the queue so here's a little clip Good. Then maybe they'll leave. If no one got to get right and proper that they need here, then they are more than welcome. Besides, perhaps one of our younger guests will wait for an hour one morning and find themselves summoned to Hogwarts. Yes. Just think. The next great witch or wizard could be walking through this room right now and aware of their hidden talents. Just one high Potter! The boy who lived. The boy who survived by the seat of his pants is more like it. Ah, but you're wrong, Salazar. It was love that saved young Harry Okay, and this next piece is where Hermione, Ron, and Harry are talking to each other, and they're actually telling you how they're going to get you into flying, and which is a large part of the beginning of the ride, where Hermione does her little thing, and this is what they're talking about. You can catch it. There's some talking, but you can at least get an idea of what they're talking about in the queue. It's another one of those rooms that you walk through in the queue. Professor Bean's lecture. If you're not, you're mental. Not that the subject isn't fascinating. Personally, I don't remember Phil the Badger's Hogwarts history. No one else has read that book For your information, it happens to be, by general consensus, the definitive volume on Hogwarts. Also, it's been dead boring. As is Professor Ben's, very boring. How exceptionally dead. He's a ghost. He fell asleep in front of a classroom fire. Look at the next thing to teach. Left his body behind. He's still very sad on history, though. That is no bonus. He can enter the classroom through the back Anyway, we thought you might rather watch him quidditch than listen to Ben's, but we'll have to sneak you out of the classroom and down to the pitch, and we reckon the best way of doing that is to fly you there. All you have to do is follow me to the room of requirement, and I'll manage it from there. Of course, we'll need a bit of magic. 
charm I learned from a world-class Quidditch player. I'm only famous for a charm. Yes. Miss Rogers, for a counter. Just Remember. Meet him on any in the room for quiet. Okay, now we're all set to ride the ride. So here we go. We're just going to play the ride for you. Enjoy and have fun.
to retrieve your stolen belongings, lest you want them confiscated by Mr. Fuchs. All right, that's a cool, cool attraction. Yeah. I think you can hear, as we already described, a lot of things going on. So just leave time to do it uh, one or two, three times even yeah, while you're there. Definitely. Um, if you're interested, we we can book these uh, vacations for you. Uh, you do get a better deal anytime you're booking to book as a package. We discussed a lot of those in uh, our earlier shows of 90, number 94 and number 96. Um, but they do still have a package deal going on right now that if you book four nights at a Universal Resort or a, a local resort right there that's that's on their list, um, you can get in early with early entry. You get a meal at Three Broomsticks, which we didn't talk about as the restaurant. In yeah, Harry we'll get Potter. around to that another show. We'll talk about that in another show. But anyway, uh, it's definitely a fun experience. And I know a lot of people went this last summer. If you haven't gone yet, Definitely something worth checking out if you're going to be in the Orlando area in the next, I don't know, any time in the next 10 years, probably. It'll yeah. last for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And they're, I mean, there's talks of, of expanding it. That's all Already rumors. Already rumors, so yeah. There's about, you know, money talks. Mm-hmm. And that actually came from a couple people that we talked to. The guy had actually done construction in part of the park. Not yeah. in the Wizarding World, but in another place within the park. Yeah. And, and he said something about they've already talked about expanding this park. Yeah, it was... So. It's pretty interesting. So anyway, it's a very fun place to check out. Um, if you have any comments about the show, contact us definitely. Other than that, uh, we're going to keep doing Universal Studios stuff. So even if you have, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you're interested in Universal Studios, we have tons and tons of shows planned. Yep. Uh, in fact, next week is another Universal Studios show. So stay tuned to that. And uh, thanks so much for listening wherever you're at. Hope you're doing well, and other than that... Get um, ready for fall, and then winter, everybody. So, anyway, uh, yeah, enjoy all the holidays and stuff that are coming up as we head into them. All right, have a great week. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2010. Thanks for listening. Alert, alert, spoiler, spoiler, alert. I didn't realize that first time. No, neither did I. Well, no, I started looking up, too. Yeah. A lot of that, it seems like you're in one room, and they're just spinning it. Did you look? Did you see? It looked like there's a big round thing above us, and they were just spinning it. And showing you see cards. They would spin you to the next area, and then move you. Oh, are you a quarter giant? Sure. Okay. No one can tell us hackers. Because I have no facial hair. That's why I say quarter. Oh, okay. You guys want to see it though? It's going to be our 99. We'll show you down there, okay? All right. Cool.